Welcome to Twins Coast to Coast Mirror Image MS Madness Podcast. We are identical twins, Tamara and Terry, living with multiple sclerosis. We are MS advocates who hope to shine a light on our experience to enhance others' understanding of living with a chronic illness. Our podcast is unique, informative, and we hope inspirational. Welcome to Twins Coast to Coast Mirror Image Madness Podcast. We are delighted today to welcome back Montel Williams, who is a MS survivor. He also is formerly a TV talk show host and was in the Navy and served our country. Welcome, Montel. Well, thank you for having me. We are so delighted. And we want to talk all about cannabis today. Montel. Will you give our audience a little bit of a Cannabis 101 education today? Wow, 101 education. We could take three hours to get. Yes. Um, But I I think, um, you know, most of your listeners may have understood that in the last last 10 years, there's been over 35,000 peer-reviewed published documents on cannabis, uh, scientific documents, our last two years alone, 3,500 each year. Uh, the cannabis industry in America has reached the point where in 2021, I think cannabis sold over $25 billion of legal product nationwide and probably sold another 50 to $50 billion in the grand black market. So making it probably one of the biggest industry verticals in the United States. Um, cannabis sold more products in 2021 than milk. Um, at all the grocery stores across the country, more product than any energy drink. Um, in fact, Last year, there's a recent poll out that shows that cannabis is being consumed uh, as as outperformed cigarettes. More people are consuming cannabis than even cigarettes in America today. So that's one side because we do have a what we're calling adult use version of cannabis, but we also have a medical version. And from a medical standpoint, there has been article after article after article, peer-reviewed published documents that actually extol the efficacy of cannabis in a myriad of illnesses. And it does for some people with MS, and I run into some of them all the time who tell me anecdotally, and you know, for me, when uh, there's more than one, it's not an anecdote. So when you have thousands of people saying that they get some sort of relief from whatever their illness is from cannabis, you have to stop and believe. and you know, cannabis is finally being taught in universities across this country, medical schools across this country, because we're starting to understand that we haven't known for the longest time is that, you know, human beings and all mammals on this planet have something called an endocannabinoid system, which is a secondary sympathetic, if you will, nervous system that we have with receptors in our brain and in our peripheral organs that are antagonized by cannabis because we as human beings make something called our own endocannabinoids. We actually make cannabinoids in our body that are responsible for our cellular homeostasis. And so, you know, when it comes to cannabis, um, I've been on a journey with it now for over 20 years, trying to get the medical community in the world to recognize that, you know, there are options out there uh, that people should have access to, to help mitigate whatever the symptoms are that they're dealing with in whatever illness that they're dealing with. And if you were to look it up, you'll find that cannabis and cannabinoids have been impacting well over, I think it's like 2,500 different maladies. And so different people with different illnesses have sought out 
cannabis to help them with some of their symptoms. And those people have all unequivocally stated that it works for them. It's worked for me. Um, I know it's worked for some other people who are MS survivors. And um, I'm going to keep pushing until you know we and the medical community recognizes it for its value. That's wonderful, Montel. I wanted to um, have you tell our viewers if they're concerned about the difference between the THC and the CBD effect of cannabis and how you use uh, cannabis for your MS pain or for people with pain, spasticity, symptoms such as that. For Well, you know, what, what's happening is we, we're finding that, you know, again, in the last five or six years, the public has focused in on only two substances from the sativa cannabis plant and or the hemp plant. And that those two substances have been what you just said, THC or CBD. But we recognize that there are probably 250 plus cannabinoids in a cannabis plant. So there's something called, you know, THC, CBD, but there's CBN, CBC, CBG. THCA, THCV, CBDA, V, all these things. There are so many of them that you, you can't really, I mean, it would take me an hour to go through them all. All of them have different properties and all of them have, there's being studied now, finally, um, but recognized to have different abilities to impact a myriad of different symptoms. Um, you know, when it comes to individually, I mean, some people, you know, most people are, are all worried because they heard THC is what gets you the euphoria. Well, THC also has been proven in scientific laboratories and around the world to actually stop the growth of cancer cells' ability to find uh, uh, blood pathways. And um, it's also been seen to THC has been seen to actually interrupt the uh, damage that's been done to the mitochondria of our cells. Yes. Um, in places like Australia last year, there was a peer review published document that came out, I think it was last January, that discusses the use of THC, CBG, and a few of the other uh, cannabinoids that seem to impact pancreatic cancer cell and development. So THC, CBD, THC is not a bad word. First, no. first off, you know, most people out here uh, are used to taking opioids of some sort that um, have uh, some distorted feeling of, of euphoria that in some cases can literally cause people to have psychosis and other things. So THC, first off, as long as this has been around, and we've known about cannabis now for probably 5,000 years, and there has really never been a single death from THC or cannabis alone. There has been reported and still, the jury's still out as to whether or not it's the cannabis that caused it or a pre-existing condition. But we do know that because of some of the uh, really deleterious ways and some of the ways that, that people have been growing cannabis, some cannabis is more prone to heavy funguses and things. And therefore, it wasn't the cannabis that may have caused the illness or, or issue. It could have been the fungus or a pesticide or something else that was used in actually growing the plant. So... Um, there should be no fear in THC. Now, it could be fear in the amount that you use, but there should be no fear in THC itself. If we go back in time, we have to remember all of our forefathers grew it, used it, ate it, smoked it. All of them. Let's go. George Washington, in, 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 in the early part of the 1600s or the latter part of the 1600s here in the United States, you could use hemp to pay your taxes. People don't know that. No, right. 
almost every farmer in America grew hemp. Every sale, every rope, our entire revolutionary army was clothed in hemp. Um, you know, there's there there's you know fables and 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 um, written literature that claims that that people like Lincoln and Benjamin Franklin actually talked about the virtues of being able to kick back on their front porches and consume a hemp um, uh, uh, pipe bowl. So. You know, there may have been reasons why they did that. If you go back in time, you'll recognize the fact that, you know, back in the 1600s and 1700s, remember, we didn't even have toilets. Right. So, you know, to be able to go to the bathroom, you used to have to go out in the woods. Yeah. You know, grab a leaf. You know, times were tough and there were hardy people back there. But using cannabis and drinking alcohol was one of the ways people dealt with and cope with the things of the day. So skip that. Let's jump forward. Now that we recognize the fact that, we're talking about a substance that has been around for thousands of years, been written up in every cornucopia of medical of medicine since the dawn of man, it, talking about its virtues as a medicinal agent. It's only been in the last hundred years because of us here in the United States of America that we vilified something that has done so good for so many. Right. And, you know, I think it's so exciting that you are leading and re- making people recognize the good that's coming out of it medically. I'm so proud of you because you're part of the different research organizations that are studying cannabis. And I think that's really important because you're right. In the United States, we have to prove everything. And it's unfortunate if it doesn't have anything bad in like pesticides or anything that's going to hurt somebody, if it's natural and clean, and you straight, you know, use the cannabis side of everything, it's going to be helpful and people will be beneficial. I mean, narcotics are not the answer at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, we have to understand that if you go back to even go back, go to the library today and mm-hmm. uh, go look up some newspapers from the 1890s, 1880s, 1910, you'll see in the back of those newspapers in the, in the classified ads, Hundreds of ads for cannabis-based tinctures and medication because we got relief from that. We use cannabis for everything from gout to menstrual pain to uh, even, believe it or not, people use it for a birth regimen. So Mm -hmm. we should should literally stop the foolishness of believing in, you know, last century lies about the plant and start really looking at the things that have been studied in the last 10 years alone. So much research has been done on cannabis and its efficacious effects that um, it's time that we, but, but why is there such pushback? Such pushback because this is a cheap weed. This is, this is, this is not a pharmaceutical that's going to cost But what happens? The pharmaceutical industry gets involved in it and they try to charge $1,600 a a pop to get one dose for one month, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And it causes people to become addictive. You know, cannabis is not an addictive uh, form of medic, you know, of, of medication. No you know, one ever, no, they, they've never been able to prove addiction to cannabis. Yes, it can be psychologically addictive from time to time for certain people, but there are certain people on this planet who can get addicted to water. So, you know, we got to get this right. And water can actually kill you if you drink too much. Correct. Right. right. You have to be educated on everything. Correct. You have to be your own advocate. And Absolutely. if you don't study and if you don't try, you're just not going to get better. And um, like you said, the hallucinogenic parts of cannabis, you just have to titrate to what's good for you. 
Correct. And, you know, I mean, when you're talking about that, one of the things you did bring up was, was CBD versus THC. Mm-hmm. You know, there are now it's proven that and research has taken a look at it. People who take CBD alone, CBD, the CBD might not be as efficacious as something called CBDA, which is the acid form of CBD. And where does CBDA come from? CBDA doesn't come out of the flowers that most people are excited about getting when they get a hemp plant or a, a, a cannabis plant. CBDA is in the early stages of growth and most prominent probably about 14, 15 weeks, oh, sorry, eight to nine weeks into the growth cycle. And it's primarily in the leaves. Now we're starting to see there are a couple of companies that have popped up around the country who are literally cold pressing the leaves. If you remember years ago, people would go to, to the gym and of course, before they leave the gym, somebody was trying to sell them a shot of some wheatgrass, right? Oh, absolutely. And what do they do with the wheatgrass? They stuck it into a, a, a juicer and yeah. juiced out the, the, the vitamins out of wheatgrass. Wheatgrass has been proven to have some really good phytonutrients and nutrients in it. However, the same thing can be said about the hemp plant or the cannabis sativa plant. You can take those leaves, put them in a juicer, and juice those. And what you get out of that are phytocannabinoids plus some fats. So you get some uh, lipids and you also get some terpenes, but you also get CBDA because in the leaf, it has not converted over to THC yet. And of course, THC is only psychotropic when you heat it. Yes. When you have heated it up once and done what's called decarboxylated, then when you eat it, you can achieve a euphoria. But when it's just in its THCA version, its acid version, it is not euphoric and it will give you medical benefits. That is wonderful. Hear that to all of viewers that it's not psychotropic if you don't heat it up. So thank you, Montel, for pointing that out. Absolutely. And so, you know, again, for those viewers that are listening, you know, when you go out looking for products right now, if you're looking to get CBD and everywhere, you go in a grocery store, you go in a gas station, somebody's trying to sell you a CBD product. And I will tell you, buyer beware, because the majority of the products that are being sold like that don't even have, you know, a microgram of CBD in it. So there are some companies out there right now that are are trying to do good by the consumer. And they are now starting to understand that, you know, if you put out an efficacious product, you build it, they will come. And there are some of those that are out there right now. There's a product that I just literally started to consume myself um, that uh, is from a company called Juiceteva that literally has been, they're out of California. I have nothing to do with them. So I'm not, I, I don't own any part of the company. I'm just saying that. They have a they have a product line that's out that is a CBD product that is a CBD powder that CBD sorry CBDA yes. and we know that CBDA is about forty five percent forty five times more efficacious than just CBD. That's wonderful to know. I I didn't even know that. So that's great. CBDA. CBDA like- that's considered the acid acidic version of CBD and. It's, it's a naturally occurring cannabinoid in the plant. Fantastic. Yeah. It's, legal, it's legal in all 50 states. It's a hemp product. As a matter of fact, it's a superfood, honestly. So listeners, go find that product and see. Listen, get back with us. We want to hear from you on what you feel, how it helped you. Okay. And- I, I, just, I just received some of it uh, yesterday and literally took my first dose of it this morning, and I'm telling you, it's the it's just this jolt that you get that's uh, you notice that you did it. It's uh, water soluble. You can put it in anything, a smoothie, blend it into a drink. Um, you're taking like uh, 
25 milligrams, just a little, I'm telling you, less than a quarter of a teaspoon um, is probably filled with more phytonutrients than, you know, any multivitamin you can get. So it gave you energy this morning? And- um, you know, it, it just, I, I, I did it about an hour, two hours ago. And I, for me, I just noticed this ping like a brightness. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'll, I'll do, I mean, let me get four or five more days behind me and I'll, I'll give you another update. I, you know, I need that right now. Right. I'm recovering from COVID. Well, there you go. And that's my will get rid of that COVID or MS fog, hopefully. It, it, well, it, it, I bet, you know, over time, that's what they, they actually claim in some of the literature. But in fact, I have it right here. <laughs> Very funny. I have some of the literature here, right here beside me. And, um, you know, they talk about the fact that this is from a company called Justiva. They talk about the fact that ours is 100% all natural hemp leaves that are picked fresh straight from the fields in California. They are legally grown in California. Yes. Um, uh, they are made into a cold-pressed juice, then powdered, uh, and the purest, most bioavailable superfood CBDA ingredient. Um, and let me see. Some of the information that they put out about it says, while most cannabinoids bind directly with either CB1 or CB2 uh, receptors, CBDA doesn't work in this way. Instead, CBDA interacts with our endocannabinoid system by inhibiting cyclo cyclooxygenase, which is COX2, and an enzyme, and are associated with inflammation after injury and infection. So this has been proven to to help reduce inflammation. And um, so it might be something that those out there that are dealing with uh, inflammatory diseases could. Well, we need to try it out, both Tamara and myself. And then our listeners, we will definitely make sure they know how to find it. But Montel, let's talk all about your companies and all the wonderful things you are doing with them right now. Well, I have been, you know, you know, I'm involved in a cannabis company myself. The cannabis company is called Lenative. Lenative is a word that means assuage pain, lessen pain. Okay. Um, so I call my company Lenative Scientific. I have a product lined out right now in the Massachusetts area it's called Inspired by Montel. Um, and that is a THC CBD combination product it's out in the marketplace right now. And I'm about to launch a CBD product nationwide. And then hopefully I'm going to convince my CBD partners to shift over to a CBDA product because I think that it's much more efficacious. As a matter of fact, it's been proven to be a hundred times more bioavailable than just CBD. Um, so that's one product, one company that I work with, but also I've been working um, diligently with uh, an organization that and a company that has been trying to help us all deal with PTSD. Um, uh, it's a, a protocol that's called RTM that I've been working with. Uh, and RTM is right now being deployed in Poland and the Ukraine, we're helping clinicians over there to help some of the war fighters and some of the civilians who've been suffering from PTSD. We're trying to get it approved here. It doesn't need FDA approval, so it's already approved. I don't mean that. We're trying to get it recognized here. But of course, anything that's a, a transformative breakthrough in science is only met with some of the most vehement, adamant resistance. Tell our viewers what those initials stand for and just briefly explain what that is. RTM stands for Reconsolidation of Traumatic Memory. It is a new protocol that has been recognized by the governing body for psychological protocols in the world as one of the only cures for PTSD. It's being deployed right now in Poland and the Ukraine. 
It's already been used here by the state of New York for 9-11 first responders, by the state of New Mexico for uh, first responders, by the state of California for firefighters. It's been studied at Walter Reed and at King's College, and it just got certified by the ISDSS. Oh, boy. That is what an amazing help for all our veterans, but it could also help with other people, like you said, people with post-traumatic episodes in their lives. And- of any form, of any form, whether it's childhood sexual abuse to, to, uh, to uh, childhood trauma from a car accident to uh, those who suffer from, um, you know, some sort of combat PTSD. Yes. Also, I'm, working with, I'm working with a company right now that um, has, has made a breakthrough when it comes to imaging technology. That's a company called My Medical Images. They now have, and like, you just came out of this 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 COVID. I'm sure that when you were in, if you went to the hospital and went to the doctor, what did they do? They did a chest x-ray, right? So when you get a chest x-ray, right now your x-ray is back at the hospital. Let's say something, you get start feeling a little sick and, you know, you want to go to a doctor again. Well, how are you going to get that doctor a picture of your x-ray? You got to reach out to the hospital. You got to go to the hospital yourself. You got to go pick up this piece of celluloid, take it to the doctor. Man, stupid. What's happening, is, what's happening is there's a company out there right now. It's called MyMedicalImages.com. They came okay. up with CVS nationwide. If you go to a CVS store right now, yes, I think it's 5,700 of them have a kiosk in there, which will allow you to bring any image that you have, whether it be a CAT scan, PET scan, uh, X-ray, uh, uh, MRI, bring it there, download it into this, this machine, it will put it up in the cloud, and then you control your diagnostic quality images on your phone, your computer, or your tablet. So if you had to go to a doctor, let's say next week, because your chest was feeling it, you'd say, well, did you have a chest that I certainly did. As a matter of fact, here it is. And diagnostic quality imaging. Montel, that's amazing. So you can get this from CVS at this point. You can go to CVS. You take your images there. Yeah. You can load your images in because, you know, if you were to, let's say you had an MRI, your yes. MRI will come back to you on a, a disc. Well, how many laptop computers have disc drives in them anymore? None. How many computers did you buy at home have a disc drive? None. So you take that disc to CVS, you can load that disc into their kiosk that they have there. That kiosk will then load it into the sky. You then control your images. That's- you don't have to wait for a doctor or a hospital to charge you five or ten bucks to give you a new copy. It's yours. You well, want- you know. Well, you know, Tamara's husband is a radiologist. Mm-hmm. My husband is an anesthesiologist uh, specializing in interventional pain management. So those two areas, Tamara's husband and my husband especially, he's always asking for his disc from his patient. That is just something that is going to take cool information. If you let your husband know, Tamara, he can go up on, yeah. he can go up on mymedicalimages.com reach out to them. It is free to all doctors. So the that, doctor can then tell his patients about it. It'll make it easier for them. This is a breakthrough. And this is a breakthrough that was made by a company that's already one of the leaders in imaging nationwide. Montel, thank you for sharing this important information. This is just terrific. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we will come back another day. Is there any, is there one last very important message you would like to tell our audience today? I think, Terry, you said it earlier. You know, it's it's incumbent upon us to own our own state in this world. So if there's something that goes awry, it's incumbent upon us to educate ourselves, 
to get as much information as you possibly can before you even walk into a doctor's office because it's better for you to have the knowledge. And I'm not saying this as an aspersion against either either of your husbands, but if all doctors in the world were God, none of us would be sick. And right. then, so therefore, and they don't have crystal balls, so they can't read what's going on with you. You have to tell them. And the only way you can do that is by educating yourself. So no matter, no matter what your illness might be, we all happen to share the same you know, uh, illness, which is MS. Well, you know, just like the two of you, I have done. I have tried to study as much as I can about this illness and try to figure out the things that I need to do to take control of my healthcare footprint to understand that there are certain things that I can do to lessen the severity. Might not be huge lessening, but I can lessen the severity if I just pay attention. Yes. That's what our listeners need to understand. Pay attention. You do the research. Don't wait for somebody to do it for you. How wonderful. Listeners, listen to Montel. Take it in your own hands. And we are so grateful to have you on our Mirror Image Twin Coast to Coast podcast today. I'm so glad I had an opportunity to talk to you ladies. And I hope we get to do it again soon. You can come back on mine anytime you want. I think we would love to. Thanks for listening to Mirror Image MS Madness, where we share the good, the bad, and the funny. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Twins Coast to Coast. That's Twins Coast, the number two coast. You can also email us at twinscoasttocoast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Stay tuned to our next episode. We release our dates on Instagram, so follow us there for updates. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to find your happy place. And we will see you in the next one.